Hey, fellow tennis nerds. Welcome to another episode of the Tennis Nerd Podcast. I have a slight cold, so if I sound weirder than normal, this is why. I have a, a good friend, a pure racket enthusiast, and he's actually such an enthusiast that he's stringing while doing this podcast. Hendrik Wallenstein, you've heard him before on this podcast. It's been one of the most popular episodes, and he's been on three times, I think. So this is number four. Uh, Hendrik, how are you doing? I'm um, I'm pretty okay. My my hockey team just lost again. We are second last in the Swedish Elite League, and things are looking pretty pretty bad at the moment. So um, yeah, you have to focus on the good things in life. I just had a good pizza as well, so that's a good <laughs> thing. And I'm stringing a, I'm stringing a pretty interesting racket at the moment. So um, yeah, what are you stringing? Uh, I'm stringing the head TIS six. Oh, the pensioner, uh, like the most popular racket among veteran players. Yep. Why are you Maybe. stringing that? Uh, Henry, Henrik is a pretty advanced uh, tennis player. I've been a bit injured uh, the last six months. I had I um, had some problem with my uh, left leg and uh, some other leg-related injuries the uh, last couple of months. So I've not been able to move that much and when you're not such a good mover and a big guy, you get punished pretty quick. So I was looking around to see, is there anything that could help me out in the corners? And yeah, I found the, <laughs> the most, uh, yeah, I mean, like it's almost like a beginner's racket, the head TIS-6. It's in super oversized. I think it's 117 square inches and a 28 inch, very, very light racket. And uh <laughs> Yeah, I was giving it a go because it was pretty cheap on online. So I bought it and tried it one time with the original strings in it, a head synthetic gut. And it, it, I mean, I had no expectations whatsoever. If it didn't fit me, I would sell it straight away. But I played, I played good. <laughs> I played really good, surprisingly good. And that was with the original stringing from the factory and the strings was moving all over the place. I mean, it could be like five centimeters uh, space between the strings at some times when you have hit a long rally and um, so I'm stringing that now with the RS Leon 125 poly string and see how it feels after that yeah good no I think it's 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 very interesting and I I'm very happy that you can share your thoughts because this racket as you and I know we've tested like hundreds of rackets it's an absolute legend but we rarely see it in in the hands of players who uh, who can hit like who have good technique like you have so uh, but it's an interesting test and there must be something to it while there's so many players that, that use it you know and it's a relatively cheap frame uh, to buy i guess it's like you know 80 euros or something like that 89 maybe uh, but it's uh, it's it's interesting with these frames that you think you cannot even use for 5 minutes and when you start playing with them even with like a synthetic string sometimes you can actually like play well for at least a session and then maybe at some point reality will sink in i mean you cannot take full swings with it because then the ball will be like three four meters long but if you're shortening your strokes if you're let's say you play against a player that is really pushing you around yeah uh, and you are on the defense i mean a racket like this could work and i was also like blown away on how well it was uh, when you were hitting volleys it was extremely solid so easy to hit volleys good reach and everything was super easy with it and uh, the thing the, um, the disadvantage with a racket like this for an advanced player is that you will be very very lazy you will shorten your strokes um, your own tennis will drop because you will be lazy you will not 
use your full potential, so to say. You will let the racket control control you, and it's not good for a tennis player to play. I think with a racket like this, but I will I will give it a try with the polystring and see how it goes. And I mean, when I'm a bit lacking a bit of the speed that I need on the court, yeah, it could be fun just to try for a bit to see, just goof around with it and see how it goes. Yeah, no, it sounds fun. Like I, it's always fun with these rackets. I, I don't think you've, you've added any weight to it, no? Or No, it's stock. I think it's like 275 grams and the sprung swing weight was 303. So it's, I mean, it's super, super light. Even mm. if it's a long body, it's 303. So that means like in a normal racket, that would be like a strong swing weight of maybe 285 or something. And that is like 50, 50 units lower than my normal uh, go to go to specifications so um but this racket is very stiff uh, very solid so and also very powerful so you don't need that mass to hit a good ball i mean if if i had like 330 swing weight maybe the ball would be in the back of the fence every time so i don't know how it affects i will play around with it and test some different setups and see how it is with some weights as well I think I will add maybe 25 grams of silicone inside the handle just to get some more static weight. And yeah, it's a, it was surprisingly good racket though. Uh, yeah, yeah. As, I mean, like my tennis is now. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's a pretty drastic uh, thing, but it's always fun to try the extremes as well. When I look at the specifications, it's the head TSI6, right? That's the one, Titanium TIS6. It's been around yeah. for 25 years. It's yeah, 115 exactly. square inch racket, like it's 27.75 uh, inch length, so close to 28. 252 grams strong weight, so it's ridiculously light. <laughs> it's 240 yeah, it grams, was, I think, unstrung. I thought it was actually a bit more heavy, but yeah, that is uh, extremely light. I've never but it's also eight points head heavy, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, but it's that, the that... lightest racket I've ever tried, actually. It's, it's lighter than my daughter's junior racket. <laughs> yeah, it must be at yeah. 240 unstrung is pretty light and swing yeah. weight is still like the average swing weight they measured is 318 so that's um this is strong obviously but it's it's quite um, high for such a light racket but uh, it's, yeah. it's eight, eight points head light or head heavy balance stiffness 75 obviously when you have a 75 stiffness on such a an extended uh, racket with 150 square inch head size the stiffness is not really a problem because it's it's playing with like a pillow yeah, yeah no discomfort uh, whatsoever it's a fascinating test uh if you can please record some video and we'll we'll uh, have that uh, at some i've point. already done that actually so you will have some videos on your whatsapp <laughs> cool very very happy about that uh, but you've not only been testing this uh, ultra interesting veteran classic you've also been playing with some some new frames We've both tried the, the Aero 98, and I'm keen to compare notes there. Uh, I did uh, publish my first impressions on YouTube. Uh, and you, But you're also playing with the Pure Drive 98, which I didn't even know was going to uh, be released uh, so soon. So uh, what are your thoughts on these two rackets, uh, and, and uh, how has the playtest been? Uh, if we start with the, the Aero, I was actually never a fan. Uh, I... I... <laughs> It may sound strange, but I really wanted to like the Aero 98 VS. Um, it's a racket that I I think it looks cool and it should suit my game pretty well. But I was never uh, I could never play well with the old version. It was simply too difficult for me. It was too low in power and um, 
I was punished when I was not hitting the ball clean and on the defense and out in the corner. So I could not really play well with it. Um, I have tried the um, pure, the new um, Aero 98. Uh, first at an event in Marbella with ASICS uh, and I got to borrow one of Tennis Warehouse Europe's uh, demo frames and it was sprung pretty tight with like a RPM blast of maybe 23, 24 kilos. And I mean, when you're just standing still and hitting baseline strokes, then it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's okay frame, but as soon as you are out on the defense, out in the corners, it's too demanding for me. I'm not a good player enough to use a racket like that, actually. It's, um, it's good control, it's good spin, but the sweet spot is pretty small. And um, yeah, I, get, uh, I don't get enough power, simply. I tried to string it at home when I got the sample from um, or the demo frame directly from Babola and I was stringing it in 19 kilos and that opened up the sweet spot a lot more and um, it made it a lot more forgiving um, but it was almost a bit too soft tension so the ball was sailing long a couple of times so I've not been... Uh, it didn't really work out for me. I had some more advanced players that was trying it and they really, really liked it. Uh, they liked it a lot and asked when they could buy it. But that's players with um, much higher national ranking and ITF ranking. And um, uh, so it's, it's an advanced racket. I would not say it suits um, lower level amateur players. It's more of an advanced... Um, advanced players racket this 98 version yeah i think so you need to my, that was my impression as well like you to control the ball i mean the ball goes and the ball really launches but to be able to control that you need to hit with spin pretty much every shot and when you are pushed and moved around you need to be very good at like controlling your swing and your footwork and and fast out in the corners as you said to get like a good shot on the ball and then it's 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 quite difficult to use. I think uh, generally, like for most people, a hundred square inch or bigger is usually the way to go, unless you have a super flat, like uh, old school school style. Maybe then you want a smaller head size. But but I think it's 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 made for these super fast swing styles, like that Alcaraz. You know those guys. They can actually swing really fast around anywhere on the court. Yeah, I think so too. And. The thing is that the new um, Aero 100 racket, it's a lot more control compared to the old versions. I actually think the new version has more control than like the original Aero Pro Drive. And if I was a tournament player, uh, I think I would still choose the 100 version because that, that gives at least me enough control. And I would use the extra advantage of the biggest sweet spot in the 100 compared to the 98. But I mean, if you are... Yeah, um, very advanced players. Maybe you get a bigger, um, like a more effect out of the 98 compared to the 100. And yeah, it could, but I would recommend it for very advanced or advanced players with a lot of spin. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult racket for for many like guys that you know have played some ITF qualifiers or or something like that, like at pretty advanced levels. I think they mainly usually like these types of frames and it's a little bit firmer uh, than for example like the new v core 98 that i am testing at the moment i'm trying to finish up my first impressions uh, but overall they are in the same category of frame that it's, it gives you some power but it's it's not super easy to play 
And like you said, I really like the new Arrow. I think the new Arrow 100 is is good enough for most people. And you, you it's a bit more forgiving. You get not more pop on the serve. And, and the, yeah, it does the, the job for, for most players, I think. So uh, there's no real need to go to the 98 unless you really crave that extra control, uh, which only really heavy hitters probably need, I would say. Yeah, I um, completely agree. I think we could uh, close that racket and say that we agree that we agree. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then we have the drive, and the drive usually means uh, a slightly different string pattern. Obviously, the, the biggest change is the is the beam design. The drive is more th driving the ball through the court. That's always been the heritage idea behind the pure drive. Higher stiffness, more uh, you know through the ball uh, trajectory. And uh, what do you think of this one? The the this is the one replacing the drive VS, which is yeah. some years old actually. Uh, first, I have to say that I did really not like the old uh, Pure Drive VS. I just I could not play with that one. It was a difficult racket, and uh, I could never get the groove with that racket at all. I tried different string setups. I tried to customize it, but nothing worked. The sweet spot was very pretty small, and yeah, I simply did not like the racket. Um, with this updated version, I was stringing that as well in 19 kilos. Simply because um, I wanted to see, uh, because it's a difficult racket, I need some extra help. And I think that the 98, the Pure Drive 98, I liked a lot more than the VS because it was. I, I, I have not played with the Pure Drive VS for like two years or something like that. So I, I cannot say if it's my game that's been changed um, during that time, but. This time I like the drive, the Pure Drive 98 more than the Pure Drive VS. It was easier to use. Uh, it it actually felt pretty good to just uh, play with it, and um, was pretty solid. Of course, it's a bit stiffer uh, compared to normal like 98 version rackets, but um, yeah, I, I pretty much liked it, and I think I will give that racket a bit more of a test in the month to come. It will be interesting to try it on clay as well. But if um, if you are like um, going to try it, try it with a very low tension. Go on your normal tension and then drop like two, three kilos. I think you need that because it's it is a control-oriented racket um, with a bit more solid solid feel to it. So try to lower your tension and not have it too tight. Uh, but it's a, it's a good racket if. Um, if I was to choose between the Aero 98 and the Pure Drive 98, it would be Pure Drive 98 10 out of 10 times. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I hope to try it as well. Like, it's, it's, uh, I completely missed that one. Uh, and it's, it seems quite interesting. I mean, I guess it's, it's slightly firmer than the, the, the Aero. Is that the case? Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen the specifications of it yet, but I would guess that it's maybe four or five points more stiff than the Aero. And, the difference, the only difference actually in design compared to the um, normal pure drive is that in they have some more red details. It says 98, but in a mirror, like if you see it in a mirror, so to say, that it's backwards. Yeah. Uh, and then in the top, the top grommets from like um, 10 to 2, uh, the middle part is red. Uh, I don't know why they have it. Maybe it must be to. So people should see that it's a different version and not the 100 version. Mm -hmm. And that's the only vis visual 
difference from the 100 version but it when you have it in the hand it it feels good it feels um it feels like a racket that you can play good tennis with uh, it feels solid it i think this is a racket jonas that would fit your game very well i think with a one your one 100 backhand and your pretty solid uh, flat style I think this racket could actually work very, very well for you and for your type of game. It's, um, it sits very good in the hand. It has a very nice balance. Maybe 320 millimeters or something. Let me see if they have the specifications on the racket. No, I will not sell it. It says DMO not for sale, and I promise I will not sell it. The balance is actually 325, so it's um, pretty evenly balanced with strings mm -hmm, and it will be very interesting to see when you are trying it this is a racket i could pick up and play a tournament match with without any problems and have pretty good confidence uh, so this uh, the pure drive 98 is a very pleasant surprise uh, i was not having big hopes after the pure drive vs but this 98 is um, yeah i like it it's solid solid on serve solid on volleys really good on ground strokes Easy to knife the ball with a sliced backhand. Um, yeah, a good racket, really good racket. So two thumbs up on the Pure Drive 98. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I tried the VS when it arrived and it was not an easy racket to, to place. Like it, the control was not spectacular and the power was not quite there. I sweet spot felt relatively small, I would say. It, it was a difficult racket to place because it was also like 300 grams so it did require some customization to be played more stable uh, so i found that to be a bit strange but this one sounds more more interesting so i hope to get my hands on one at some yeah, point hopefully you will yeah or we will um, when we are meeting next time hopefully sometimes during the spring in marbella you will definitely try this one so you will try it it's just a matter of when yeah exactly yeah i hope hope so i i, I even I have the Wilson shift, at, but it's in Malta now and I'm in Spain. But uh, yeah, we already published some of that. Have you been playing more with the shift or it's it's not been uh, been on your like, oh, I want to hit with this racket again list? Um, how should I say this one in a way to not hurt people? <laughs> you don't need to worry about uh... that. <laughs> when you are holding the shift in the hand, this is a racket that, I really, really want to use because it looks so, so, so cool. The frame is a bit thicker. It's um, it, it, it feels so good when you're just like hitting out the ball, hitting the first shots, but I don't. With the strings, it's strung from uh, Wilson with the Luxelon all the power and very, very low tension, maybe 17, 18 kilos. Mm -hmm. And the ball just sails long every time I'm playing with it. I tried to, um, I tried pretty much everything, but I need to restring it with some either some tighter tension uh, or try like a hybrid setup or something. Uh, I have not given up hopes on it yet, but I was using the um, the 99 300 version 16. Is it 1620? I think it is 1620. Yeah, yeah, 1620. Um, yeah. And uh, I was also playing back and forth with the Wilson Blade V8 uh, 100 uh, version. And immediately when I was switching to the Blade 100, I was playing so much better, much, much more power, much more solid strokes, much better control. 
um, on every shot. Um, but it could be like a tension related um, thing that it's simply too too low. I like to play with low tension, but yeah, I will I will not judge it too hard yet. I will try it with uh, a real string job um, or at least higher tension string job and different string setup and see how it is. Um, it's a nice racket to try, and I think it could uh, attract a couple of different playing styles. Maybe I'm just a, too bad of a player that um, maybe need to hit with more racket head speed to, to use the speed uh, of the frame to have better spin. So to keep the ball in play. But my first impression was not like super positive with it, but I've heard a lot of other players that really, really likes it. So yeah, we'll see. Um, my first impression was not that good. But with um, a warning that it could be string related. And so let's string it with um, a normal tension and see how it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm keen to hear that. Yeah, because I, I I will either pick mine up in Malta or we'll get it shipped here. But uh, I'm, I'm also curious about it. Uh, sometimes I, st I struggle personally with frames that are a little bit in the middle of, of, uh, of like these speeds are sometimes difficult for me. Sometimes I like a more just go all in power and then adjust my swing or go all in control and then try to just swing harder and then go for more uh, instead of, of staying in this, this middle, middle ground, but it, it depends. It, this could be a mental thing as well, but I, I'm, I'm what I heard is, is supposed to be their reply to kind of the speed line from head. Like uh, it's, it's a bit thinner beam, but it's still a power racket in a way, but it's not quite as stiff as like a, a ultra, of course. No, I think, I think that, with the new Ultra, uh, the Wilson Clash and this uh, shift, Wilson has a, like a new, very, very dampened sensation in their racket. Um, it's difficult to, to explain, but um, it feels like um, it's very, very muted in some way. It's hard to explain. They have some, it's a totally new feel to Wilson rackets. Yeah, uh, I agree. The blade. I'm not sure it's a not good thing. Not to the blade, yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's, I think it's a bit too muted, actually. It's, um, this, I mean, the Clash is a Clash. It's a revolutionary design by Wilson, but it's very, very muted. It takes away a lot of the vibrations. Same with the new Ultra. It's completely different with the old Ultra. It's not even, I mean, in a blind test, you would not guess it's uh, anywhere near a Wilson Ultra. And also this shift... Um, I don't know what the technology is, but Wilson has made some really revolutionary changes to their setup. And um, yeah, it's up to people to decide if it's a good thing or not. I mean, for me, I, I like a more raw feel of the racket. Um, I don't want that much technology, actually. I want to, I want to feel the ball when I'm hitting the ball. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, how it feels with a different string job because now it's very 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 um loose tension yeah yeah no i mean obviously that, that can affect but it, you're right about the there's something in the layup whether it's the 45 braid that they have in the carbon fiber layup that that just changes it or if they have added something that they, is not marketed but uh, i i do struggle when when the frames become too muted you know I, i'm keen to see how the the new pro staffs will play because I also probably prefer the V7 blades over the V8s 
just felt a little bit more connected to those. But that's just my uh, my feeling that in, yeah. in these new rackets, there's there's something going on that maybe is better for the arm, but it's not a hundred percent giving you that feedback that you that I I really think Wilson rackets always used to have because even the older Clash has more impact feel and uh, I think I, I control the ball better with the older Clash than the new Clash. The new Clash I didn't feel the ball quite like so I I yeah. lost it. Um, I I I didn't really like the Blade uh, ninety eight uh, V version eight of the ninety eight, but the one hundred version of the Blade ninety uh, of the Blade V eight is really really good. I really liked it um, a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But with the ninety eight, the V seven version I thought also was better. A lot of players really liked the ninety eight version of the version seven, um, and with the, the Two muted rackets. I mean, Jonix had the same thing with their B course of the um, old generation or the the re the generation that is now to be replaced. They was also mm -hmm. two muted, and it's uh, people. The companies. I think now they are focusing too much on taking away the field to like making the frame too muted, too dampened. And um, yeah, it's not too good to remove all feel from from the rackets. Yeah, I think they they try to have it all, and I think you can never have it all. Like you, they try to have a pretty stiff frame that still is relatively comfortable. Uh, but I would rather prefer going down in stiffness and keeping that non-dampened feel, or, or get players to play with maybe a softer string setup. But it, it's just it gets a bit much with the. Even in some Yonex frames, I really like these uh, new V-cores, uh, but my struggle overall with the Yonex rackets is the VDM tech. I feel like that one has uh, does remove some of the also the vibrations that tell you where you hit the ball, right? So it, you you don't really know exactly in the string bed where, where the ball is hit. So that that is a bit of a problem, I think. I I usually like to have some feedback back to me and then i can obviously dial in if it's a stiff frame i have to change the strings or not play with it but yeah it's it's a little bit of of, of a trend i think that they try to to dampen as much as possible yeah i think yeah, it's a distinct trend in the couple of the latest years and um yeah we'll see it's pretty difficult to go out from such a trend because now everyone is making the rackets more and more muted and so we'll see what the coming years uh, has to give. Uh, even Prince with their um, new tour extreme version, it's very, very muted, very low feedback to the handle, to the grip. And um, yeah. I cannot think of any frame nowadays that is still like this old raw feeling. Do you have anyone that you could say straight away, straight up? No, I think I was, I mean, there are frames I like, but... I always miss a little bit of, of feedback, I think. I mean, all the recent ones I've tried, the same, you mentioned the princes, they're 100%, they are, they are more dampened this generation than the, the previous ones that I liked uh, a lot, you know? So, uh, and it's, yeah, it's the same pretty much with all the frames. I mean, head frames are not so muted, uh, but maybe they, yeah, they, they have their own issues, but it, it's a little bit, they, they are still uh, with all their frames some some connection to the ball but it's it's i think they've all become a little bit stiffer though as well they don't have that beautiful pocketing feel that head frames used to have that i miss a bit like i, I miss a bit that when you take an ig radical or something you have that like beautiful pocketing sensation and you don't quite have that 
Uh, and it's been like with pretty much every frame. Like now I have like 10 or 12 frames at the moment that I'm testing. Gravities, radicals, V cores, uh, elevate from diadem. And yeah, it's it's pretty much a, a theme in all of them. Yeah, that's true. The diadem is, it's also a really good racket, the elevate, but it's also very, very muted foam filled, I think. I've, I've handed it out to good, some good players, better players than me and and they like it, but it's none of these frames are just a complete winner. I one guy yesterday he he did love the Onyx rackets, but it's not that like beautiful old school connection to the ball. We we haven't seen that in a while. No, I completely agree. We need some more um, classic old school raw graphite like uh, the Wilson six one style racket back. Yeah. Um, it's not good if every racket feels like the same, and this no, one no, feels no. the that, same, that, but it's a lower problem, power. Yeah. Yeah. So um, more variety, more difference between the rackets. Everyone should not just look at one brand and copy it. Make your own um, feel. Don't make it too muted. We want some yeah, feel. Yeah, exactly. I think that is, that is a risk that it uh, becomes a game of, of copycat. Like, oh, yeah, they're doing that. That seems to work. Let's do this. And it, it's been similar. Like, I'm, I'm curious now. I have a few frames that I think we are both uh, curious about, like the Strix on FX, uh, Dunlop. New FX power line. Uh, we'll be curious to see if version two has uh, something new or if that's also down the kind of more muted path. And there's the Prince Beast 100. I don't know if that uh, has a new layup or anything new to the old P Beast. It doesn't say. Yeah, yeah, it does actually. It has the ATS and the, the Tuaron and stuff. So I'm keen to try that one as well. Hopefully it's a more direct feel, uh, as I yeah. said. But uh, yeah, that those are the frames that I know that are new. And then I said the world, the Wilson Pro staffs, of course, when they come. I don't know exactly when they will be out. But no, they the, um, have seen on some forums uh, what they are, are calling it in a bad way. Uh, we should not name the nicknames they are giving the new Wilson's Pro staff from the first uh, looks on the from Australia. Um, they are giving it a really bad nickname, um, uh -huh. but it I will be interesting. No, it's, um, yeah, uh, you have to Google it. Um, but uh, it will be interesting to try the, the pro stuff. I've always liked the pro stuff brackets. And from what I've seen on some forums, it will be a very interesting new 100 square inch version with the 315 grams uh, static weight. That's yeah, cool. that I one, think the it's called 100X, I think it's called. Or yeah, 100X or something, yeah. That, yeah. I think that racket could be, I mean, I like the Blade 100. Like it could be my normal go-to racket without any doubt. Um, and the 100, I, I mean, I like the, um, the Pro Staff better than the Blade normally. So it could be, I'm really personally looking forward for the 100X or what they are going to call that one. Mm -hmm. Will be very interesting to try. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's stuff going on in the, in the racket sphere. How, how much playing time do you get in the weeks now? Uh, are you uh, Do you find any hitting partners? I think there was a problem last time. Some people had moved from the yeah, home. Yeah, some guys that I'm used to play with has moved. And the, we have a, a lot of difficulties to find um, free playing times. I mean, I could play before work at 6 in the morning, but it's difficult to find. Then I have to play against the ball machine. And then I also play some ice hockey. I'm a hockey goalie now as well. So I'm practicing a couple of times a week. So in the winter, I mean, as it has been looking the last couple of months, I've only been playing tennis like one time every week. And that's still too little. During the clay, I mean, I could play four or five times a week, but it's still a couple of months away. 
So I have to keep fit with ice hockey and then take every chance I get out on the tennis court. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's tough indoors. It gets costly and courts are booked and uh, I guess you know it's easier to play puddle in Sweden. Everybody's playing puddle, <laughs> pretty much. I don't know yeah. how it is in neon shopping, but it's they are closing. A lot of um, big uh, centers are closing now. I mean, it's been a, the paddle era seemed to have come to an end almost because a lot of bankruptcy and they have difficulties to selling the gear that they have bought, and um, it's a yeah, big yeah, they, uh, they... issue with paddle these days. They don't yeah, have they enough. Went uh, from, um, I actually met one of the founders of one of the bigger companies uh, here in Marbella, and, and he explained that they went from 1,500 puddle courts in one year to 4,500. So they tripled the number of courts, and that's not sustainable. I mean, you cannot have 4,500 puddle courts in, in Sweden. I mean, it's not. It's a bit silly. <laughs> it's not going to be enough because you need four players on one court like to fill it up, and I, I don't see how it's possible. It was a shame when you went to Marbella that we couldn't meet up, but you had a really busy schedule because you went to this ASICS event for the new, uh, was it two shoes they revealed? I was the Gel Res and the Court FF, right? Yeah, I was invited by, um, I, I got an invitation from uh, ASICS in Sweden. They could invite two persons from Sweden and um, it was me and a guy from the Swedish site Tennis Portalen that went and uh, I was extremely surprised to see that you were, was not there. I mean, you was in Marbella but you were not part of the event. It was people <laughs> yeah, from all over the world. Weird. Yeah, it was extremely, everyone there was asking like, where is Jonas? Why is he here? Does he have some could he not come or something? But uh, I think he, you was not even invited. That's very strange. Um but it was event in Marbella with uh, Novak Djokovic and a couple of other players, Harriet Dart and some uh, other players. Uh, when uh, Ethics was uh, launching their uh, Gel Res 9 and the Court FF3, uh, and it was uh, like a big meeting with Novak where he explained the process of uh, when they were testing out his new Court FF3 and the process and all the samples, and we got to see all the samples live and what changes they did during the years and it took over two years for him to find out exactly how he wanted it uh, and we also got to play play test um, the shoes out on court both on clay court and hard court and do some movement and also try the new clothing lines with um, free motion or something like that that they were calling it uh, and it was really <laughs> a packed schedule i think we started at eight in the morning and finished the day at like uh, half past 11 in the night or something and it was like jam-packed all the day so it was an extremely busy schedule but really really nice it was a shame that you was not there because it would be like uh, a perfect event for you as well but yeah maybe next time <laughs> yeah yeah well, we'll see we'll see uh, I, I think sometimes they they are locked into the country managers and i'm in malta which is a non-market and then um not really a part of the spain where i am most of the time so maybe that's why. I don't know. But now I will give yeah. Asics uh, shitty reviews of all the shoes they give me. So in the future. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Ho joking. Hopefully. Hopefully it will... Um... <laughs> no, no, but they make, they make some good shoes. I think it was just an oversight. But it would have been fun for sure. Always yeah. these events. It, they, the schedule looked pretty pretty packed though. I mean, the long days. Uh, but obviously, and you were a bit unlucky with the weather because we had like a period of two weeks of, of a lot of rain. And uh, now it's been like only sun, sun, sun every day uh, for a while. But it's um, it there was a period there, and so but you got some hitting in at least. 
Yeah, we um, we got some hitting. I mean, we played maybe half an hour on court. The day after, it was raining like 50 millimeters. We could not play anything. Uh, but it was really nice to try the... I mean, I've been using the gel rest 8 back and forth. It's a bit too tight in the uh, in the front of the foot because of the like the wraparound system. Um, for me, at least, uh, the new version, the version 9, um, I think the wraparound system was thinner. Uh, so the ribbons inside was thinner, which made it more roomy for me in the foot. And uh, at least I could play with it. I heard some other comments that they were saying that uh, the Dyna wall is still very tight. But I mean, I'm I'm used now to actually, I mean, I'm a hockey goalie and the goalie skates are like super stiff carbon fiber skates. So I'm really used to uh, have like hard stuff on my feet. And maybe that helps me. And gives me another opinion on the on those shoes but for me at least uh, the new gel rest 9 is a really really good shoe and my new go-to shoe the court ff3 is not my cup of tea i did not really like it it's um when you have this kind of like sock opening it feels too tight for me uh, or my it feels like my foot gets strangled uh, inside it and no i think the the gel rest is much better for me the court FF is maybe for better movers. I'm not not the top three mover in the world, so to say. Um, and that's Novak's shoe, the, the court FF. Yes, or... it is. Yeah, so it's um, the court FF3 is more for like junior and good movers, great movers. Mm. And if you are more like a baseline um, heavy guy like me, uh, then the court FF3 is not the show, shoe to to get. Uh, then I think the gel rest nine is more. The gel rest nine is one of the best shoes I've actually tried. So it's uh, for me, it's a really good shoe, really good. Yeah, good. I'm mean, nice to hear it. I mean, there's lots of shoes coming out. I was um, going through that. I've been playing with some new Bobolat shoes, uh, the Pro Pulse Fury Three. And, yeah, they look uh, so nice. They look they're really, very nice, really, actually. I must say, I was impressed. The first bubble shoe in a while. I, I, I've had some grass court shoes and whatnot in the past, but yeah, these shoes were impressive. I, I must say. I mean, I, I've been playing with them on hard courts and uh, really enjoy that. And good cushioning. Like I have not really knee issues with them, so those those have been impressive uh, for me. Have you, did you try those the Pro Pulse? No, I have not uh, got them from Bubble yet. So. Um... Uh, I have not tried them. Uh, the Gel Rest and the Court FF are the only sh new shoes I've been trying, actually. It's not that easy to get free shoes to try. I don't know why, but um, it's a difficult difficulty to try new shoes, um, at least here in Sweden. Um, so, yeah. At well, least well, I got try to try to those ASICs. And, for review. Yeah, would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> No, because nice I mean the new shoes, shoes um, coming out like that. I'm curious about like we have the new Vapors, Vapor Elevens, uh, that is uh, hopefully more cushioning than in the previous Vapors. And uh, the Vapor Pro, I I felt was not the best in in terms of like comfort. I mean, I, I they look pretty cool, but they that was more it for me. Uh, although I mean they were decent shoes, but it's nothing like super fancy. And and the price on these Vapors are high. Like, it's like 190 euro shoes. So. Um, hopefully they're they're excellent, and then we have the Vapor Pro Two uh, coming out as well. So that's a big thing from Nike as well. Yeah, and um, some other like Yonex, uh, Lacoste, Fila. I made a post on Tennis Nerd that you can check out if you're curious about shoes. 
what shoes do you usually use otherwise? Like, do you have your favorite one that you stick to or you change a little bit every year? Um, I've actually been using the gel rest from the very first um, generation. So I've always been using the gel resolution. I really like the second generation. And then they get lost with, uh, I think it was number four or five. Uh, I think the fifth generation was not so good because it was too low. So it felt like I was stepping out of the shoe every time. And then I started to use the Soul Court Boost or in about that there time period. Mm-hmm. So the couple, last couple of years, I've been changing from Soul Court Boost to the Gel Rest, Gel Rest 8. Um, I had some old Gel Rest 7 as well. That was a really good shoe as well. Um, I've also tried the GT Turbo from Nike. Um, and what else have I been using? The Lotto, I think it's called Raptor or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are those good? Yeah, extremely good. They they remind me a lot of the Soul Court Boost. They are pretty wide in the forefoot. Very good cushioning, like a really technical advanced shoe. Um, that's one of the best shoes I've been using as well. Um, a really good shoe. Um, it's, it's very strange that it doesn't get more talked of the gel. The the I will Google it. I think it's called uh, the Raptor, Lotto Raptor or yeah, something Yeah, yeah, that like makes that. sense. I think it's something I recognize. So yeah, probably. And they have a really cool the design of the new, um, the 2023 version. is It's like uh, purple and orange or something. It looks really cool. Yeah, the looks are important. Mm-hmm. Like if they can have a good look, it, it makes a big difference, especially for shoes, I think. I mean, I'm not so much, uh, the racket can look a little bit, like I, I still comment on it, but... If yeah. I love a racket, how it feels and plays, looks can be second. But the, for shoes, it's always nice if they look good as well. I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's called fun. Lotto Raptor Hi- Hyper Pulse 100. And uh, if you get the chance to try that shoe, um, I think that's the the best shoe that is not talked about. Uh, it's so strange. I mean, if let's say that Berrettini was using this shoe instead of the. Um, um, now he's with ASICS, but when he was using Lotto, let's say he was using this shoe instead of the Mirage 100, mm-hmm. I think this shoe would get a lot more attention, but it's um, a really good cushion shoe, and I know since the Soul Court Boost is uh, discontinued now, uh, for players that are like missing the Soul Court Boost, give the Lotto Raptor Hyper Pulse 100 a go, because it's uh worthy replacement for that shoe cool yeah it sounds good uh will you be watching some tennis have you been watching any of the action up until now i mean you're you're so deep into the hockey so maybe that's been your attention for yeah now. the hockey because we our team hv71 they was playing a sec the second division last season and uh, that was the first time like since 1984 or something that they were playing the second division and they was um, promoted to the top division and got a really really good team and uh, a lot of the experts thought that they were going for gold this season. But everything has gone against them and they are second last. And it's a, I mean, no one was expecting them to be even in the bottom section of the draw of the table. So, um, and when you are like, I'm watching every home game, cheering for them, looking on the road games. Um, and when you are, uh, and I know a couple of the players and um, one of the coaches I'm playing tennis with and, 
when you are so involved in the team, you it it's almost gets like personal. You get like a high pulse. The, the blood pressure is high when they are losing. You get like um, you don't feel too joyful when they. I mean, this is sports. There are a lot of different things in the world that's not good right now. But um, when the sports team is not uh, doing well, it's um, it, you get affected. So I don't uh, watch so much tennis at the moment, unfortunately. I think I will need to step down a bit from the hockey so I could watch some tennis instead. I mean, I'm a tennis player and uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, more tennis for me in the couple of next weeks. Yeah, yeah. With the Australian Open, I think it will be... Um, yeah, I will go back to watching a lot more as well. I mean, I've kept my eyes, but it's not been a lot. And I, I, I know what you mean. The whole, the team can be, can be rough, especially if you're so connected to the team. I, I mean, even people that don't go to live matches can be affected personally by by losses and and uh, yeah it's, it's a rough one hopefully they turn it around i guess there's uh some some time to go so they can still still uh be okay but i think it's about time to to pretty much wrap it up because we had a lot of talk about rackets my throat is closing up a bit i had uh, this annoying cold but now you need to get back into the tennis and some some testing yeah i need to i will try to get some uh, morning practices i mean i have to in, in worst case i have to use the ball machine again i mean i need to stro- uh, hit the ball so yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see what's happening in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I want to try some new gear, and I've also strung the the TIS six, six now. Oh, that feels really, really good. I mean, when you're taking this racket in the hand, you just want to go out and like hit the crap out of the ball. So I will do that in the next couple of days, and I will give you an update of um, how it feels with the poly. But I will send you some video so you can see uh, when I'm trying to hit the ball with uh, this racket with the factory-strung um, synthetic gut. And uh, also, I think you might be the first player in history who plays with a full pad of poly. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe not, but uh, it'll yeah. be funny. <laughs> I think most people just buy the factory string and then they get it restrung, probably with a synthetic gut or a multi, I, I would I would assume. Um, yeah. So it's very interesting when you try something completely different. It's the best racket, though, if you want to like impress the spectators when you're like twisting it around your finger. This is the easiest racket to do that with, um, just on a side note. <laughs> exactly. But then on <laughs> so the spinning other hand, it, spinning it around your finger, not twisting it. But on the other hand, you yeah. might get some weird looks from from people seeing that you're you're below 70 years old and you're playing with the TSI-6. <laughs> yeah, I have to dye my hair gray or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We should do it like that. That would be very funny. All right. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Henrik, for the for the chat. Uh, really happy that you could join. Uh, very interesting to hear about the, all the testing you've done and so on. So uh, I want to wish you the best of luck to Hove Chutiet for the remaining uh, season and uh, for your tennis testing as well. And I hope to see you soonish, uh, whether you were in Marbella or in uh, Sweden. Yeah, hopefully we will meet up in a couple of months. Cool, man. All right, take care now. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.